0: Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. Sometimes there are aspects of our changing culture that creep up on us, and we don't really recognize how much things have changed. So when we reminisce about the good old days, uh, one of the features we uh, tend to forget is how Sunday was spent. And how different the pace of life was, and how even in New England, where I grew up, uh, there were still, most stores were still closed on Sunday. And it was generally thought, even for a nominal Catholic family uh, like my own, uh, it was thought that somehow we were supposed to make Sunday special in some way. Um, We didn't think a lot about it, but it was just kind of passed along. Sunday was a special day. Well, one of the last documents that St. John Paul II uh, penned uh, was Dias Domini, the Lord's Day or the Day of the Lord, in which he urged Catholics to take once again the seriousness of our festival of the resurrection, a little Easter every Sunday. And uh, we ought to always be looking for ways we can, quote, do it better, that is to have Sunday in many ways, be a public witness to the resurrected Christ. My guest, Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle, has uh, really given us a great tool in this respect. Uh, Donna Marie is an author, a journalist, speaker, retreat leader, host of three uh, EWTN uh, television programs, including Everyday Blessings for Catholic Moms, the author of many books, uh, including Reclaiming Sundays, Pray, Play, Serve, Rest, Refresh, and Celebrate, and Donna Marie, it's great to have you back here. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Al. It's wonderful to be with you.
0: Uh, this this book is just incredibly handy. Let's just talk about how you've done it, the way you've set it up. It's It's got uh, reflections and suggestions, recommendations, uh, all the way through it. So talk to us about the structure of it.
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Al. And I just wanted to mention I too grew up in New England and you know, those the yeah. good old days of Sundays being so special yeah. and things have things have changed so much. So it's it's actually a, a bigger challenge these days for parents and grandparents to make sure that Sunday is holy yeah. because there's so much coming at us at any given time. You know, the bombardment yeah. culture and you know, all kinds of kids activities. Yeah. And stuff. Travel so we have to be,
0: yeah.
1: we yeah, we have to be extra careful to protect our Sundays, and and unfortunately, in a lot of families, you know, it's kind of uh, become a day that's overfilled with activities or things get dumped into Sundays. But anyway, to answer your question, so each chapter is set up to help the families to reclaim the Sunday, to make it special and sacred and and restful, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you ever Remember that word, <laughs> leisure and rest. Yes, and you know what our catechism tells us. It's supposed to be a day of leisure, but we, we're so busy, and and we want to make it fun too. And you'll notice each chapter contains certain elements, like a pertinent verse, a family morning prayer, a reflection section, a choose an activity section, a note to the parent or the grandparent, and a mini teaching. Every chapter has yeah. a mini teaching. <clears throat> Finally. A ponder section and a family evening prayer. It's all tied together with a specific, you know, theme. But you know, parents and grandparents don't have to worry that they have to do every single thing, and this is going to cause more stress right. on their Sunday, <laughs> right. because it's just suggestions. You know, ways to encourage and help to guide the family in the right direction, so they can have a peaceful and meaningful day together. So, you know, it's just um, mapping it all out for them, giving them 52 sample Sundays yep. they can choose from the the table of contents. You know, it's, it's themed by the liturgical season, but also the seasons of the year. So they can just pick out a specific Sunday, maybe during the week, and say, hey, this Sunday would be great to, to study this or to have this kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It includes mm-hmm. mini pilgrimages, you know, cooking together, recipes works of mercy to carry out, fun crafts, you know, so lots of things um, the family can pick and choose and um, and also learn something. It helps the grandparent and the parent to step up to the plate to be that first and foremost educator of the faith, you know, with that mini lesson they could teach right at the dinner table, mm-hmm. you know, many prayers are included, and just lots of encouragement and suggestions in ways in which we can grow together in love and holiness in the family.
0: Yes, this is, again, what is so handy about the book. You've got spring Sundays, summer Sundays, autumn Sundays, winter Sundays, Lenten Sundays, Easter season, Advent. So you're not left uh, you know, without suggestions for every Sunday of the year. Uh, right. You even have some saintly Sundays. So you've got St. Elizabeth yeah. of Hungary Sunday. Um, uh-huh. um Saint uh, Zelie and Saint Louis Martin Sunday, Saint Bernadette Sunday, Saint Faustina Sunday, um, and even Sundays for ordinary time. So let's um, again, and in, in the, each Sunday, it's structured in such a way that you've got, uh, you know, a special prayer, a morning prayer. You've got choosing activities. Why don't we go ahead and, and just pick one of them and let's walk through it.
1: All right. Uh, anyone in particular? Mm-hmm. How about? So go ahead. Maybe in the winter season, like, how about maybe chapter 14, mug of okay. soup Sunday, chap- uh, page 71.
0: Mug-a-Soup Sunday, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the reason it's, there's a reason why it's called mug of soup Let me just get to page 71. Um, so it begins with a verse, you know, from the Code of Canon Law, telling us huh. on Sundays and other holy days of obligation, the faithful are obligated to assist at Mass. They're also to abstain from such work or busyness that would inhibit the worship to be given to God, the joy proper to the Lord's day, or the due relaxation of mind and body. Mm-hmm. See, Holy Mother Church is so smart. You know, Our Lord, first of all, tells us, and then Holy Mother Church carries it out to remind us to make this a day of worship, and also it's supposed to be a day of relaxation of the mind and the body, which... You know, if we're running around crazy, doing so many things, or we're just connected as a family, we're not going to grow in holiness together. We're not going to have that relaxation of mind and body to be able to go into the next day, Monday, into the week, you know, recharge. So we have to listen to Holy Mother Church. Mm -hmm. So I I like to have those verses at the beginning of every chapter that give you like a shot in the arm and a reminder. Some are lighthearted, some are more stern like this one. Mm -hmm. And then the morning prayer. So it thanks our Lord, you know, for the gift of this day, this Sunday, to please keep our family, you know, together. And as we're striving to, you know, I, I could read the prayer, but I don't know if we have time. But sure. just, you know, a beautiful prayer to our Lord. And then the family is encouraged to pray in Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a glory be together mm-hmm. to start the day mm-hmm. after a morning offering. And we reflect that the next part is to reflect. And it tells us about how our church is teaching. You know us to observe the Sunday, how to sanctify the Sunday. You know and how what we should avoid and what we should try to do, and to be sure we keep um, we don't keep so busy that we neglect our dear Lord right. on this day of worship and, and neglect our family. And it goes into choosing activities. So uh, this particular chapter suggests healthy soup because hmm. this chapter is in the winter time, and it's, you know where I live. <laughs> And, and I you too, well, where you used to live out in New England, it was cold in the winter,, yes, it so it was it's nice, nice, yeah. yeah, it's nice to think about soup, so I tell the um the family, consider making a large pot of healthy soup soon, um and I tell about how I do it. I sometimes make two pots and uh, this way, I can give some to someone who's needy mm-hmm. and i I say, you know, did your grandmother or aunt have a special soup? You know, and if you don't know, you know, use the opportunity to reach out, to call a relative. That way you connect with the family on a Sunday, since it's a beautiful family day. When we were kids, and you probably did this too, your relatives would come over, or you would go to your relative's house. You know, it was like you knew it was Sunday. Mm -hmm. It was a special day. You went to church, you came home, you had pancakes or something special. The relatives came... So I'm trying to encourage the families not to lose that tradition of the family to reach out you know seize that moment you know form that family tradition in your own family but also to um, to you know carry it down from your relatives so reach out to them and then I talk about recipes uh, for the soup or bread and um and, it ta- and then there's a note to the grandparents or the parents to talk to the children about, you know, the Sunday a little bit, you know, the need to spend time together, that the world outside a domestic church beckons for the children's attention, you know, but to to um, with their warm encouragement to be involved together in the family, and, they're, and reminding the parent and the grandparent that their presence to them, you know, being with them speaks volumes. So, yeah. you know, some families are so busy, the parents are know, on the computer or on their phone or doing this and doing that, and the kids, oh, go watch the show or go do this, and it's, you know, you're disconnected. You're not, you know, showing them your presence and being there and playing that board game or, you know, singing a song together or reading a story or taking a walk. There's so many ways in which we can be present to our family, not that, you know, we're going to always you know, have a a full, leisurely day, there might be a few things we have to do here and there, but we need to really seize that time to be together. So the mini-teaching is all about St. Faustina, this day, and a very extraordinary visit. And it goes into this beautiful visit about um, when, you know, St. Faustina was the gatekeeper, you know, or a doorkeeper, just Mm -hmm. like some of the other saints. Um, And many things happened at that door, at that gate, when you were uh, served by a saint in the making. So it was beautiful, beautiful for the people who would go and beg for food and St. Faustina to give them kind, loving words and, you know, a cup of soup or something. But in this particular story, I tell about the man that came in in sheets of rain. He stood out there shivering and he wanted something to eat. St. Faustina ran to the kitchen. She couldn't find anything at first. And then she realized she had some soup she could heat up, and she put (laughs) some bread on top, and she brought it up to that freezing man, and he took, you know, ate it all right there and handed the mug back to her from his shivering hands. And when he did, St. Faustina saw that it was Jesus Christ himself. He came in in the form of that man. She saw marks? she She saw Jesus in that man. Yeah, yeah. St. Faustina. And so Jesus showed her that beautiful miracle about how when we serve others, we really serve him. You know, when he said, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do to me. So I use that example to help inspire the family, uh, you know, to do works of mercy, to make a little extra soup and to bring it to someone, because we're always serving Jesus and that yes. others. And then there's a little bit of the gospel there I add to it. And then I give the The family, usually the parents or grandparents, a little ponder section, just the paragraph, you know, something you could ponder today. Mm -hmm. And then an evening prayer together. And the parent or grandparent could always go to the back of the book in the appendixes and look for specific um, ideas for, you know, mini pilgrimages or crafts or games or different things that they could do together. So I tried to just fill this book with lots of love and lots of ideas and things, and ways in which we could recapture, you know, reclaim our beautiful holy Sunday, that God God gives us this gift, and, you know, it's up to us to really accept that gift and to live that gift, rather than just let it be another day and then charge into the week, and we're so exhausted and stressed because we never stop. Right. So I'm hoping and praying that, you know, it's like a crusade (laughs) to help help the world, really, families in the world, to reclaim their Sundays.
0: Uh, I thank you so much for being with us today, Donna Marie, and let me thank just you. add that John Paul, when John Paul II published Dios Domini, I looked at yeah. the, some articles that were written about it, and I can remember one of them complaining, saying, oh. you know, here he is towards the end of his pontificate, and he's talking yeah. about Sunday, yeah. <laughs> as, though some, as though somehow this wasn't important. John Paul II said, this is supposed to, one of the markers of our life is the Lord's Day. And it's very important. And I thank you for giving us uh, one tool that we can use. And we'll talk again. And thank you, Al,
1: for having me on your show. God bless you.
0: Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle, Reclaiming Sundays.